This is Fantasy Book Club. Hello and welcome to the Fantasy Book Club. This is the Internet's Book Club and just by listening, you're a member. My name is Colton David Pratt. And I'm Sydney Augustine Lyerly. And we are still reading through Fairy Tale by Stephen King. Uh, this week we read chapters 18 and 19. Sydney, what do you think of these chapters? I like these chapters a lot. I was really excited when we got here because this is like probably the best parts of the book. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's intense. It's actually like fantasy. It's I like it. It's been yeah. so far. I've been enjoying this section a lot. Um, and I am first this week. Yes. I am reading chapter eighteen. Um, first, though, what what chapters are we reading next week? Sydney? Yes, I was about to say that. Um, next week we read twenty and then twenty one three. So mm-hmm. once you read twenty one three, stop and don't yes. read any more, or else I will be very disappointed in you. And you'll know what she does to you later on in the episode. Hmm. Mm. Um. But yeah. Uh. This the chapter 18. I'll read the titles, uh, but I want it to be known during my reading of chapter 18. I had several of what my family for a long call time called sick flashes, which we now think are little seizures. So Yikes. if there are moments that I say forget to say something where you're like, hey, that was important. It was because my brain was elsewhere and I was busy counting on my fingers to 10 to make sure I didn't, you know, pass out and shake. I was going one, two, three, four, five. One, three, five, two, four, one. Like just counting in different ways. So just be a little sympathetic, okay? <laughs> I will. If I miss something obvious, <laughs> if I miss something obvious, jump in and let me know. All right. Uh, this the titles of chapter eighteen are Hannah, Hannah, sorry, Pinwheel Paths, The Horror in the Pool, The Sundial at Last, and Unwelcome Encounter. Those are the those are the um, titles, and we're gonna get right into it. So. If you don't remember, at the end of last week, he just arrived at Hannah's house and she was sitting out front like where he didn't expect her to be. And we're going to jump right into it. Um, So basically, Hannah is sitting outside in a giant throne that he he thinks must have been stolen from like the king and queen. Like there's no way that they had it. Yeah. Because uh, it's it's made of gold. It has it's bejeweled. And um, Hannah makes it look tiny, but she... He, he estimates must be at least 20 feet tall. Mm-hmm. But later he decides that she's probably even taller than 20 feet. Can you imagine um, a person sitting in that? Like, okay, yeah. we know that they must have been stolen from the people. But why were they so big? Like, I get it's a throne, but even these <laughs> big people size. Like, the fact that it's giant sized is concerning to me. Yeah. And she's, she it barely is giant sized, though. She, it says yeah. she, like, is squeezed into it. Yes. Um. And basically, he describes her. She is super ugly. She's wearing a big dress. Um, and uh, she also is surrounded by a ring of bones that are almost certainly human bones, which, in my opinion, is a bad thing if you want to continue to be living. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Finding yeah. a person who's surrounded by bones seems like a pretty bad thing to find. Um, and while he's there... Uh, he's looking so right now he's looking around the edge of a giant fountain and sees her sitting there and then suddenly radar begins to cough which is scary not a good thing to have happen right now because there's a giant giant sitting there yeah um and he tries to tries to quiet her but um before he can quiet her uh hannah starts starts uh singing and this is little interaction really i actually kind of want to do <laughs> Yeah, this little interaction I kind of want to do as a dramatic reading. So, are you ready? Yep. 
Here it comes. Radar began to cough. I turned to her, put my head down next to hers, and looked into her eyes. Hush, girl, I whispered. Please be quiet. She coughed again, then fell silent. She was still shivering. I started to turn away, and the coughing started again, louder than ever. I think we would have been discovered if Hannah hadn't chosen that moment to break into song. Stick a sticker, Jill, my love. Stick a sticker where it goes, my love. Stick a sticker all night long. Stick me with your prong de long. Prong da dong, oh prong da dong, stick me with your prong da dong. I had an idea that probably wasn't from the Brothers Grimm. She went on, it seemed to be one of those songs like 100 Bottles of Beer that has a zillion verses, and that was perfectly fine with me because Radar was still coughing. I stroked her chest and belly, trying to ease her as Hannah bellowed something about Joe my dear and have no fear. I half expected, stick it in my rear. I was still stroking and Hannah was still bellowing when the midday bells rang. This close to the palace, they were deafening. So, <laughs> Colton is gonna have so much to edit during that because I was cracking up. <laughs> yeah, so it w- we had a good time reading that one. I was cracking. We had a good up. time reading that one. <laughs> it was a good one. Um, so yeah, that uh, that was what's happening, and that's why they didn't get caught. Is because uh, the freaking prong da dong song got her. <laughs> um, I can't. And- I literally can't. Just listening to Colin, like, I never, like, reading it, it's not, like, as funny when you're just reading it, but listen to someone say it out loud, <laughs> it's hilarious, and when I was reading, the it was second pretty half, good. Like, you guys, when, when you hear this, you won't hear that, like, me laughing, and you might be able to tell a little <laughs> bit, like, in my voice, but yeah. when I was reading the paragraph right afterwards, I started thinking of Colin <laughs> singing it as I was reading, and I just, I couldn't keep it together. <laughs> Um, when when those bells rang that ended our dramatic reading when the bells rang uh, he waits for Hannah to get up and go to eat because that's what she, he was told she would do but yeah. instead she pops a massive zit and just spews yellow pus all, all over everything which is just nasty yeah, just dude. a terrible thing it's awful uh, just a terrible thing to read about um, it's very and eventually uh, yeah eventually she does she does get up and uh she goes into uh well she actually gets up and then lets out a massive fart which makes charlie laugh super hard um and i was gonna skip over that and then i decided that it was probably worth saying she gets up and she lets out a massive fart and then he laughs into radar's like fur to try and Oh my gosh. Okay, I just want to point out, he thinks it sounds like his dad's favorite instrumental, and I think we need to listen to this instrumental. Like, I really think we need to. Midnight's in Moscow? But I want to know what it sounds like. I've never heard that. I want to know what it sounds like. You keep talking. Midnight's in Moscow. (laughs) Okay. Um, He laughs into Radar's uh, fur, and then... um, he uh notices now that hannah has is gone goes into her house um and that's when he realizes that she actually is probably taller uh than bigger bigger than 20 feet um and then she goes in she she starts eating and he gets back on his bike and rides uh you know through where she was uh and then that's the end of section one Sydney, have you found anything before I get into section um, two? Yes. Uh, it's the trombone break specifically, so I don't want to play the whole song. But mm-hmm. 
But I guess this will work. <laughs> oh, it's buffering. That's an impressively musical fart that she let out. <laughs> I mean, keep in mind, this is almost three minutes long. <laughs> this is also, I don't know where the, because this is a trombone trio, but it's supposed to be a trombone break, so I don't really know. Yeah. Oh my um, gosh. <laughs> anyway, back to it now. <laughs> oh, uh, it's a chaotic episode already. Section two. We're only ten minutes in. <laughs> <laughs> Not even that. It's section two. Uh, he goes into the the passageway. It's about eighty feet long. It's a big passage, um, and he just kind of keeps going. And uh, he goes when he exits the passageway. He exits into like a courtyard, and he can't see the sun, which is a thing that he uh, like was thinking about. Maybe he'll see it this time. I guess. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah weird things happening. Anyway, he follows the the signals that uh, the old guy left. I forget his name. Man, what's the name? Bodich? Uh the name who leaves marks. Yes. They keep following <laughs> AD, Adrian Bodich's Adrian Bodich's signatures. Um uh he finds a once again more butterfly statues with people around the butterflies and stuff. Uh which is kind of like the main the main thing he finds in this area. Is there anything I'm missing in this area? Um I don't think so, no. It's just he can like see the the palace and it just looks like it's moving. Yeah, things things keep moving in his vision. He blinks and they go back to the way they are. Like he keeps seeing weird, weird things that he doesn't expect to move. Yeah. Uh, and part of that's because stuff is like he's hallucinating in a weird way, mm-hmm. which is strange. Yeah. Because things at the corner of his vision are moving. Like buildings are like getting taller and shorter in his vision and stuff. Uh, really weird stuff happening at the corner of his vision. Um, and I think that's the everything that happens in this little section. Uh, yeah. Yeah, he gets into like the stadium side following Mr. Bodich's little uh initials. And uh yeah, he's kind of going. He notices that uh freaking his dog seems very very sick. Like she mm-hmm. seems like she has pneumonia, which is, makes him very concerned. Yeah. Um he's coughing. But yeah, he just keeps following. He's following lo- uh the logo. At this point is when I had my first feeling of sickness. So if there's anything I'm missing as I go over this section, Sydney, just feel free to jump in and let me know, okay? Okay. Um, and then uh he keeps going and he keeps like going under these like uh buttresses, like this very well designed like edge wall thing. Mm-hmm. And he's he's traveling along. Uh and he he's kind of just a lot of walking, honestly. Like not much crazy happens uh he sees he sees uh a little bit of that weird black goo stuff that was in the door he sees mm-hmm. that moving around some spires yeah. um for the most part he's just kind of going yeah it's just a lot of detail about the city really which is hard to explain yeah he which which us here on this podcast you should have read it right uh yeah. so you really shouldn't <laughs> have to hear me explain it to you yes um and uh eventually he gets to a place where there's like this weird pool thing and laying in the pool uh there is a decomposing mermaid uh it has it's been it's been stabbed it's it's hair was blonde but it's all like rotted off its face is now like it's all rotting gray yes. uh 
and it's basically a rotted old mermaid. It's really gruesome. I mean, more more Stephen King pops out in this little section of a gruesome yeah. description of a of a, a lot um, of mermaid. King, death. I feel like pops out in these chapters. It's like he was kind of like holding back, yeah. and then was like, "Here, remember, I'm yeah. writing this." <laughs> remember, it's Stephen King. Yeah, yes. um, <laughs> he the guy uh, the the behind the rotting uh mermaid he sees like a sun on a stick basically that's ticking yeah and that's he sees that thing that's basically uh the extent of it um radar starts coughing again and uh he goes towards the the sun pool and that's the end of section two and now we go into section three um yep. and in section three he basically gets to the place where the sun pole is uh mm-hmm. i'm just gonna skip i'm gonna skip to it uh gets to the place where the sun pole is and finds the giant sundial he finally finds the like health he restoration gets thing there. Woo! Um, <laughs> woo! Uh, he puts ra- uh, radar onto it and then he has to pull it counterclockwise and at first he's heaving with everything he has in him and he just can't get it to move at first yeah um but eventually he he manages with pulling with everything inside of him. He manages to get it to go, and then he as he pulls, it starts going faster and faster, and then starts going without him ha- having to help it, and just starts moving really quickly. Yeah. And he gets, starts getting concerned because every year it seems she loses uh, radar, who's on the spinning thing. Seems yeah. radar gets younger by a year every time it spins by. Yeah. Uh, and so he gets to go around. I think. Correct me if I'm wrong. He has to go around eight times. I don't. I think it's five. Um. I think he it's like five and a half or like six. Oh, maybe it is six. Uh, and he eventually, anyway, after it spins around quite a few times, essentially he, it brings her back to like the peak of a dog's life. If yeah. that makes sense, that's about about where it gets her to. Uh, yeah. He manages. He's like, how am I going to get her off? And he tries to like figure out a plan. And then she just kind of jumps off into his arms. So he doesn't have to worry yeah. too much about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and now she has gained back. She's 80 or 90 pounds back up from her gnarly little baby. She lost all the white around her eyes. She is looking good in the neighborhood. Um, this dog yay! is now back to being like Radar's puppy back. looking. Yeah. Uh, and he gets very, very excited. Yeah. He, he's very, very excited. Yeah. Um, then that is the end of part three. Now we're on to part four of my chapter. Um, where he's still kind of ex- uh, he's still kind of celebrating. He's hugging Radar, uh, and then he realizes that Radar no longer will be able to fit in the basket because she has gained weight from being you know healed back. Um, yeah, and so he uh, basically tells Radar to be quiet and keep up, and he rides the bike for a little while while Radar kind of just runs runs beside him and keeps up because she's once again like i said earlier she is now young and nimble again mm-hmm. which is uh you know great for her yes and she's very like this is an adventure yeah very happy she yes. then continues on she goes uh they go back to hannah's house and he stands there quietly while he lets hannah she he watches hannah walk across from the eating area to like what he assumes is her bedroom mm-hmm. and then he counts to uh 500 a few times uh in different ways counts by twos then by tens and by fives to 500 a few times uh in order to give her enough time to kind of like fall asleep you know yeah. um and eventually eventually when he thinks it's been long enough uh he uh moves forward to uh the next section yeah uh yeah. 
And that's the he end of like, second well, four. He, he, like, he runs, passes her. That's he the end runs of... back to like the fountain and then hides and then yeah. Yeah. Starts going off on his way. He he, he makes it through. Essentially, yeah. he makes it through. Yeah. Uh and that's the end of section four. In section five, uh he is trying to get out, like he's going very, very quickly. Yeah. Uh and as he's going, uh he's expecting to hear like uh, her coming after him like he's freaking out a little bit still but mm-hmm. he's able to, he makes it out uh, fine at the end um, and he, he yeah it's, it's weird he kind of just uh, goes and is not too worried about it he's, he's now just basically he goes and his main goal now is leave he's trying to get out of the city he's going yeah. as fast as he can he's trying to figure it out Yes, and that's about the extent of, of that whole section that section was just kind of I'm trying to leave end of sentence Mm-hmm. Um, and now we're in section six, uh, and he's trying. He, he thinks it should be easy to get out. I said to follow Mr. Bodage's symbols in reverse, mm-hmm. which, in theory, does seem really se- easy. Um, yeah. But he starts noticing that like he's going in the direction he thought he was going, but he can't for the life of him find uh, Mr. Mr. AB logos everywhere. Yeah. Like he followed to get in, mm-hmm. and he's like he's freaking out. He doesn't know what's happening. Um, He's, he's worried about like getting trapped at night because it's getting closer and closer at night as he goes. Mm-hmm. Um, and things things around him are moving and freaking him out a bunch. He doesn't know what's happening. The buildings seem to get taller than shorter than like he's he's panicking, you know. Yeah, uh, which is fair. And suddenly radar starts barking and he asks, what is it? And suddenly he hears a voice say, hello, savior of insects. Are you an... Are you still an irritable boy or are you now a scared boy who wants to run to mommy but can't find his way? Because freaking the leprechaun is back. <laughs> yeah, Peterkin is uh, back. Uh, and Peterkin uh, wiped off all the symbols as he was following. That was the person following him earlier, I'm assuming. Yeah. Yeah. Wiped off all the ABs as they went. And now he doesn't. He can't track his way back out the way he tracked his way in. Yeah. Um, but on the plus side, he does have Radar sick him, and Radar does get part of his pants and make him bleed, which is, you know, a pretty good, a pretty good plus yeah. uh, when it comes to this little <laughs> like interaction they had. Um, but Peter well, Kim basically away. manages to scramble away. Yeah, yeah. Peter Kim manages to scramble away by climbing up onto a building and jumping through a building. Um, uh, he they then there's like, uh, well, he uh, Charlie says to Radar, well. That was exciting, wasn't it? What do you say we get we get out of here? And um, he starts to get, try and leave. And that's kind of the end of my chapter. He just ends with them deciding, like, let's try and leave. And he starts going in a, in a direction. Yeah, um, in the direction that he's And yeah, that's the end of chapter 18. Yeah. I have a question. Uh, do we have anything you. to say before we start chapter 19? Oh, no, okay, I, I'm ready. Okay, question. Um, what did you think when you first saw this this photo on the next page? Because it's kind of creepy. This image? Yes. Yeah, it's like a it's like a zombie man thing. Uh, I, to be frank, was like had no thoughts. I just kind of was just like, okay, <laughs> and then I started reading. <laughs> I really, I'll be honest, I really was panicking at this point because I was I had plenty of time to read, and then I had my two little episodes that pop put me back a half hour, and yeah. so then I was at this point panicking, like no time to think, just got to get it in before we record. <laughs> So at this point, I just kind of was was rushing, basically, uh, unfortunately. Um, so yeah, are you ready to start your chapter? Yes. So chapter 19, here we go. Um, I'll read the titles. So they are The Trouble with Dogs, 
the pedestal, the graveyard, and the outer gate. So those are the the uh, chapter names, the titles. Um, Good job, so, today. Thank you. <laughs> um, the first part of this chapter just kind of, it starts off with, um, he's talking about the trouble with dogs, which is that they um, they trust you like really well. And right now he's really wishing Radar yeah. didn't trust him because she basically thinks that they're having the, that they're having this great adventure and she's having like the time of her life and uh, Charlie's like freaking out because she clearly trusts him and every time she looks up at him he like can see that trust in her eyes and she's like and he's like doesn't have any idea where they are right now um they're yeah. wandering around uh he is like freaking out because it's starting to get darker but it's also raining and so he can't really see the palace but when he does see it he always it's always in a different place than where he thinks it should be so he's trying to like go around and find mm-hmm. um the uh galilean road which is like the main road that goes right through the city he's trying to find that because he hopes that he can get out that way um but he's yeah. not having any luck uh he also like at the one point seems to end up like he feels like he's crossed over the road he's looking for and he's like that's not possible because i haven't but how did i end up here like yeah. the palace is just never where he yeah. thinks it is he should be um but yeah this whole section is just kind of about the fact that he's lost and he's upset because radar clearly trusts him and thinks that they're having this great adventure not realizing that he's freaking out and they have he doesn't know where they are you know Sydney, i'm gonna be frank really fast okay um i i when i'm thinking about what happened in our reading Mm -hmm. i am surprised how much more crap happened in my chapter than yours because you just kind of described your entire chapter in one sentence they're trying to get out Yep. And that's I thinking back, I don't remember anything else that really happens in your chapter other than they continue to try and get out. Are there's there any just, landmarks I mean, that I just missed ending, over? Which is kind of intense. Okay, keep keep going. Yeah, yeah, don't stop. Keep going. But I, yeah. I genuinely am thinking about it. I'm like, so much happened in such a short time in my chapter. Yeah. And so little happened in such a long time in her chapter. That's weird. This chapter has a very like intense ending, but there's not that much that happens like mm-hmm. in the beginning half of it. Um, but anyways, section mm-hmm. two, uh, he comes to a park and is kind of looking around it because again, like I said, he's he's lost. You know, it's the basic story of this like whole chapter. He doesn't know where he is. Yeah. Um, he hears the three bells, which is not a good sign because he doesn't have to be out by them, but that means that he needs to be out soon because dark is coming. Um, yes. so he knows that he continues to, uh, pedal on and then he gets this idea. Um, so he turns around and goes back to the park and he climbs on top of like this statue that's in the middle of the park. He climbs to the top yep. and hopes that he'll be able to see like the city wall. Um, and so he gets, he does actually manage to climb to the top, which is kind of impressive. Um, he gets, mm-hmm. uh, he gets to the top and he he couldn't see uh the city wall from where he was but he sits and waits Mm -hmm. and then he sees like this darkening and he recognizes the monarch so the butterflies um and realizes that he needs to go in that charlie it is smart because he knows where they are so he needs to go in that direction and so he does this thing where like he holds he like scratches on the the statue and like the direction that he needs to go and so he climbs on the statue and sees the the mark he just made and starts heading in that direction 
um, which is smart, but also you're going to lose sight of the statue eventually. So it's only going to get you so far. Well, it kind of reminds me of this time that my sister and I, we were at a place where you needed, there were two roundabouts back to back that would send you over an overpass of a highway, if that makes sense. So on either side of the highway, there were two roundabouts with an overpass. And I told Katie, you need to go straight. And in, in, in order to go straight over the highway, you need yeah. to take the third exit on the roundabouts. And so Katie was like not understanding how it would be straight. And so I just pointed straight. And then with every turn she made, I made sure I continued pointing the same direction to prove that at the end of the day, listening to me ended up going ultimately straight. And yeah. I feel like that's what he did with this. He was getting all turned around. So he drew an arrow and he pointed in that direction. And he's like, yeah. I'm just going to keep going this direction no matter where I turn. And mm-hmm. that's like a helpful thing to like have a grounding in a direction. Yeah. I hope that made sense verbally, but visually it made sense in my mind perfectly. Yeah. No, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyways, uh, section three. So he starts heading off in the direction that he now knows where the, the wall is about. Um, yeah. He... he uh gets like he keeps running into buildings so he keeps hitting dead ends but he goes around them and then tries to get back on the line that he thinks is where he needs to be um mm-hmm. and he uh passes he like he just there's not that much that happens here he's just kind of walking along going around the buildings going in between them um just in the direction that he thinks it like is where he needs to go uh he it's getting darker by like the minute like it's it's really starting to get dark and so he has to get out real soon um yeah he comes upon a cemetery okay and gross yes and knows that he has to go (laughs) through the cemetery are you good (laughs) i just made a dirty joke and you didn't react at all you just said yes and so I hope it comes through to anybody else, but I, I was hoping I would get a reaction from you and I got nothing. I don't even really know what you said, to be honest. <laughs> you said, you said, oh man, I don't even want to re-say it. Oh, hey, wait, listener, I know what I said. Okay, never re-listen. mind. You don't need to say it. I know what I said. I know. I got it now. I got it. <laughs> the fact that you didn't react at all really threw me off. I, I really expected like, a bigger reaction from you I was like, okay, it's a cemetery. What do you mean? But I got it now. I know what I said now. <laughs> hate you for okay, that. Rephrase it. Say it less grossly. No, I'm just going to continue. Pretend it didn't cool. happen. Um, but he, he, gets, <laughs> he gets to the cemetery and he has to like kick down the, the gate, but he finally manages to. He goes uh, into the gate and as he's walking through the cemetery, Radar starts to like freak out and bark really really loudly like scared like screaming barks and he turns around Charlie turns around and sees a hand coming out of the ground just a hand crawling out of the ground which is zombie horrifying and he starts to like run and then he sees Uh more hands coming out of the ground okay (laughs) oh no goes to the gate on the other side he does manage to get through the gate on the other side and the hands stop coming after him which is really good, good. um but when he gets I like that yes uh he gets to um so he, yeah he gets through the other side and he tells our writer to just start running i should point out actually i didn't mention this earlier when they were in the the park i believe or at some point they left claudia's uh uh tricycle behind 
because mm-hmm. it just he couldn't I believe fit one it. of the he alleyways. Yeah, he yeah. couldn't keep it anymore, and so he just left it behind. I believe so one of the alleyways actually, he was trying to ride through with Punera. Yeah, so they're That's actually running now. Just to put that out there. Yeah. Um, but now we're into section four, and the good news is they are now out on um a Galilean road. They're a lot further like into the city than they were like where than where Mister Boach's marks had originally led them. But at least they're on the road that he knows where he is now. Um, so he yeah. starts uh, running to the best of his ability because he's not a great runner, but he's doing what he can. Um, but as yeah, he's, he's running, guy. he like turns around and sees that like there's this blue light coming from behind him, which he assumes is the night soldiers. Um, so he's mm-hmm. he's running as fast as he can, but he's got like a stitch in his side. He's not doing too great um, until he does get a uh, he gets a second wind, which is really good. Um, if you're a runner, Good. I guess that's a thing that happens. I don't run, so you know. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you <laughs> I golf. hate running. I do golf. I walk actually. <laughs> a lot of walking in golf. There's a, a lot, lot of walking in golf. Yeah. I walked like probably nine, ten miles on average. Yeah, that's crazy. Anyway, crazy. get back to it, Sydney. Yes. Anyways, um, he so he gets his second win he gets to the the city the gate of the city and yells um open in the name of leia of the galilean and it slowly starts to creak open very very slowly um the night soldiers are starting to catch up with them uh he turns mm-hmm. around and he sees them uh and sees what they are so colin i know you said you thought they were the wolves um that was your yeah. theory but they're actually these men that are like they're basically zombies. Um, so yeah, their, like, skin is like kind of see through in sections, and like you can see their skulls and stuff. Um, they also have mm-hmm. blue light coming from their eyes. Um, so that's really creepy. Uh, but he thinks he's gonna be able to make it through the gate, and he figures they can't come through the city like. If he makes it through the gate, he figures he's safe and they can't follow him. Uh, yeah. I forgot to mention that he ditches his backpack when he's running. He throws yeah. his backpack off because it's, like, too heavy. Uh, so, yes. He, like, throws it into, like, some bushes or something. Um, But yeah, he... <laughs> the gate is just... It's very slow. It's opening super, super slowly. He thinks he's going to make it. Um, But then... Uh, the men, like the night guards, split, and this dude in the center, who's riding in like a giant golf cart or something like that, some motorized vehicle, starts speeding towards him. And Charlie knows that yeah. at this point he's not gonna make it. Um, so he tells Radar to go ahead and to yeah, go he, find Claudia and Dora. What he wants her, he wants him to. Yeah, he's he's yes. trying to get her to trying to get her to like leave him. Um, yeah. It's an. I, there are more theories here that need to be discussed when when you finish. Yes, which oh, this chapter's almost over. It's pretty short. Um, yeah. But he tells Radar to go, and Radar finally does. She doesn't look happy about it, but she she finally does. Um, the gate finally gets to open enough where he can go through. Um, but mm-hmm. as he's trying to get through, he. Uh, the hand of one of the night soldiers grabs his throat and basically knocks him out. And that's where the chapter ends. Mm-hmm. Really big cliffhanger. Really, really big cliffhanger. 
Yeah. Yeah. Really big um. So time for some theories. First theory. Yes. First theory. Uh, I don't. He said because he didn't move his phone to his bag from his pocket, or did he do it the other way? Did he move his phone he from his, his book bag to his, his backpack. backpack? So his phone and see, and then he said everything but, that would identify him as like because he also took off. I believe he also took from off Earth. the gun because. In, in an earlier chapter, he said he put it in his backpack and he was happy. He would later be happy that he did that. Yes. So something about getting rid of his phone and wallet, there was a reason that he would be like, it would be a good thing he did that. And I think it has something to do with this because then he, he ditched his backpack. Yeah. Yeah. It also He also got rid of the gun. So he doesn't but, have anything on him that would identify him as like not being from the area, if that makes sense. Yeah. So that, that he must somehow use that to his advantage. Uh, mm-hmm. Another thing, it's it's back to my thing about either this world is created in the minds of people from our world or this world was the inspiration behind a lot of works of fiction in our world because mm-hmm. the fact that these are just zombies. Like these are zombies. And so zombies They're in like our world, it's the same them. thing as I said. Yeah, but the same thing I said a lot of times. I think something about like this world and our world are linked in some way revolving around fiction. Something yeah. about fiction in our world link in this world links them together. Mm-hmm. And I think it's once again another thing of like the collective consciousness of our world somehow created this fictional world in reality. Yeah. And I don't know exactly how. Same deal with giant giants that uh guard gold. Giants mm-hmm. that guard gold. Uh the magic back in time merry-go-round they talked about. Zombies. Yeah. Like there's so many things that I think really do uh imply this. A shoemaker, that's a very common uh fantasy trope is like a shoemaker in like fairy tales yeah. and stuff like i think i, I this, this reinforces my earlier theory from a couple weeks ago about this yeah. being like made in the minds of men yeah so what do you think happens to charlie to charlie yeah i think he gets murdered really no i was um, gonna say maybe you he know, gets put you on know like that's not possible because he's writing this from later on in the future yeah i think he probably gets put on like tr- bring get brought because we know we've talked about this before. There's like three different forces that control this big city. Mm-hmm. One of them is Hannah. She has her little area that he has to be careful of. Uh-huh. There's like a guy in the castle. I forget his name, like a force in the castle. Um, and then there's like the black goo force God thing. Yeah. Let me tell you the names. So you have, yeah, Hannah and then. Oh, Flight. Gog Magog. Gog Magog is like the big God, I guess. Is yeah. What they yeah. talked about. They think. Um, like he's Goggle Gog is a and name flight that you killer. can't say, and Flight Killer, yes, is the other one. I think that that these workers work for either Gog Magog or the Flight Killer. He's going to get brought to them, and then for some reason, something is going to happen that either he's going to get cursed, like the other, like the royal family has been, uh-huh. or um, something similar is going to happen, uh, and then. I don't know exactly what but something along those lines is going to happen because I can't imagine there'll be no consequences for this, for this interaction that just happened. Yeah. That's my best guess I have. Mm-hmm. Okay. Is there anything else you want me to theorize about? I don't think so. Do you want to do um, the titles of the next page? Yes. I'll, I'll read them out. Durance Vile. No idea. <laughs> Hammy. No idea. Man. <laughs> feeding time. Uh, someone gets food. The Lord High, 
the Lord High, that might be Gog Magog or the Flight Killer. This is the one he he's brought to. Is the 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 demon people that caught him are going to call him call the like whoever he's brought to the Lord High an interrogation. That's going to be the interaction between the like Lord High Gog Magog Flight Killer and Charlie for being caught. Those mm-hmm. are the theories. I when I'm right, I'll say I told you so. Ha ha. Read the last title. Oh, is there one more? No, I did interrogation. Oh, did you read it? I did, yeah, because I said that's gonna oh. be that's gonna be the God interview interrogating him. Yeah, I said it. I just definitely don't come at him. me. I'm sorry. Don't come at me. I nailed it. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right. Uh, is there anything else? In this is not really a spoiler, but in the next like couple chapters, our list of characters is gonna grow by like a crap ton. Oh my goodness! So. You said there were no characters in this one. There's so many characters in this one. You little liar. Well, the thing is, ranking might be a little bit difficult because there's quite a few characters that are named, but a lot of them you don't like. I'm not. I think a lot of them don't speak, or like ever, ever really yeah. there. They're just kind of there in the background. Um, but yeah, yeah, there's definitely a lot of characters coming up here soon. So our list of characters is going to get real long. So, but it'll be fun. I'm excited for the next couple char- times. I'm excited too. Characters. Hey, hey, Sydney. Yeah. I'm ready. Are you ready? I'm ready. So I think it's time to rank the characters. Woo! Yeah, okay. We got this. <laughs> I-, I believe in us. Here, here it goes. Uh, you want to read week 10's list? Uh, yes. So our week 10 list is Charlie, Claudia, Radar, Dora, Leia, Woody, Dad, Lindy, Melissa, Arnetta, Mrs. Richland, Falada, Jenny, Andy Chen, Miscellaneous Travelers, uh, Leia Maid, Leon Braddock, Mrs. Ravensburger, Herbie. Fully loaded. Dead Baby Trio, Bill Harriman, Mrs. Zippy, Mr. Massensick, Mr. Ackerley, Mrs. Silvius, Officer Wilmark, Officer Cooper, Cece, Craig, Detective Gleason, Bertie, Coach Harkness, and then our Wish You Were in Jail tier, Christopher Polly, our Wish You Were a Dead tier, Peter Kinn, and then our Actually Dead tier, Bodich, Mom, and Heinrich. All right. So... Changes for this week. I think the first one I want to do is I think that Radar being youngified and a good dog has moved her way up to either first or second. You decide. Um, I think I think first just because she gets very excited. And she also listens to Charlie at the end, even though you can tell she really, really doesn't want to leave him. She listens to him because she trusts him. She's six Peterkin, too, which is nice. So that, yes. that's a good little addition. Um, the only um, other person we see Peter really Kinn. is Peterkin. So, and Hannah. Stay where and he Hannah. Is. Oh, that's right. I forgot we have to add Hannah. I think Hannah should also go to Wish You Were Dead. She's killed a lot of people. Um, yeah. But because we haven't seen her much, I like her more than Peterkin. I think she's better than Peterkin. So it goes above Peterkin. Yeah, I'm fine with that. Um, do you also want to do the Night Soldiers? I know we didn't really see them, but... Um, and I will say some of them get named later. Mm. Um, but one of them did. Talk. I think we wait then. I think we wait. You think we wait? Because not, I mean, not wait, all who, of them get uh, named. But there are not... there are a few who will get. I think a few. There's at least one I know of that gets named. I think that there's maybe another one or two. But so if you want to wait, that's fine. Um. No. Yeah. I. I think we wait because I, I have a suspicion these characters are going to get names and and character characterizations rather well, than just Well, I will just say, I know one of there. them for sure gets a name. I feel like... I'm trying to remember if there's... I think there's... 
maybe two or three I'm sure there's of more. them that get named. Yeah. I know one for sure. All um, right. But I don't remember the others. I think that's everything for this week, though. Am I good to read week 11's list? Uh, yes. Not that many changes. Here it goes. Radar, Charlie, Claudia, Dora, Leia, Woody, Dad, Lindy, Melissa, Arnetta, Mrs. Richland, Falada, Jenny, Annie Chen, Mis- Miscellaneous Travelers, uh, Leah's Maid, Leon Braddock, Mrs. Ravensburger, Herbie. Fully loaded. Dead Baby Trio, Bill Harriman, Mrs. Zippy, Mr. Masonsick, Mr. Ackerley, Mrs. Sylvius, Officer Wilmark, Officer Cooper, Cece, Craig, Detective Gleason, Birdie, Coach Harkness. In our Wish You Were in Jail tier is Christopher Polly. Our Wish You Were Dead tier goes Hannah, then Peterkin. In our Actually Dead tier is Bowditch, Mom, Heinrich. And that's everyone we see this week. Uh, all right. Yep. Yeah, that's awesome. Yep. Uh, so yeah, I think that's everything we have for, for this week for episode. Uh, now it's time to do some wrapping up. First thing on Patreon, you'll be able to see the unedited video of this episode, which has lots of funny moments of us laughing at things we can't keep in the episode. <laughs> um, and this month we are also going to upload a, another bonus episode that you will only be able to listen to if you follow us on there. Uh, and this month's bonus episode is we're going to read and review some grim fairy tale stories. Yep. Uh, the th- you want to you want to reveal the three we're going to each do? Yes. So, um, I am going to do Rapunzel, Little Red Riding Hood, and Cinderella, and Colton will do Rumpelstiltskin, Snow White, and Hansel and Gretel. And that'll be on our Patreon, which the link will be in the description. And so you can go ahead and go follow us on there, and you'll you'll be able to see uh, our opinions on these these honestly brutal Grimm's fairy tales fairy tales. Yeah. Um, th- that'd be pretty great. Uh. Thank you so much. I'd like to say thank you so much to the person who made our music, uh, which is uh, Alexia, which is A-L-E-Z-E-I-A, for letting us use his song Windrunner Remake as the intro and outro of our program. Uh, We really appreciate that. It's a really good song. You should jump over there and follow us on Instagram. That is Fantasy Book Club Podcast on Instagram. There's once again a a link in the description. You'll be able to see some pretty... Good content made by Sydney. I would give it a 9 out of 10 on the good content scale. Uh, why do I not get a 10 out of 10? Come on now. Because the, the podcast itself is a 10 out of 10. And that's okay. not the podcast. Okay. That's just, I think we make the best media here on, on Fantasy Book Club. Um, <laughs> thank you guys all so much for listening to this episode. Uh, is there make anything else sure, you need to say, Sydney? Yes. Make sure for next week you read chapter 20 and then t- through 21.3. So stop after you read 21.3. Uh, and if you don't, Cindy will choke you out and steal your dog. <laughs> he didn't steal her dog, though. Right or left. What do you mean? That's not even accurate yeah. to the book. Colin. Okay, fine. Cindy will choke you out and your dog will leave. It's the same deal. You'll have one less dog and one more throat scar. <laughs> um, thank you all so much for listening to this episode. My name is Colton Pratt. And I'm Sydney Lyley. I love you. Peace. Why are you still here? The show's over.